0: The Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Hear us also on WPVM Asheville and WCOM Carborough. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by the Hillsborough Tourism Board. Low on gas and near exit 164 during normal business hours? Visit Hillsboro. Learjet. Introducing our new Sommelier Interior Edition with Wine Cellar and Monogrammed Ice Bucket, Fly High Above the Indolent Rubes, In a Learjet, and River of Life Lutheran Church, reminding you to ask yourself, are you the reason why Jesus came? Welcome to this week's episode of The Wine Fellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe co-founder of Truebottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions, and together we are the Wine Fellers! The most desperately hair-raising episode of The Winefellers ever. We will meet Dr. David Meadows from Pure Wine, makers of The Wand. Said to be the most amazing cure for this planet's most harrowing problem, right ahead of climate change. Of course, I'm talking about the dreaded wine hangover. During the first half of the show, we will pair some wine and then get to the indispensable wine news. But first, at WHUP, it is our quarterly semi-biannual begathon. Now, you might not know this, but WHUP is an all-volunteer community radio station with more than 300 dim-witted individuals from around the triangle, many of whom make rather-ishly more than meager contributions of time and energy to help occasionally make this station slightly more than the uninspired reality that it often is. That's right Joe, but to continue our core mission
1: of allowing underemployed and ineffectual insular brackets like ourselves, get the chance to listen to ourselves drone on and on over the radio airwaves, we need your money, lots of it and fast. It turns out that technical, technological upgrades, even if you purchase them off hot, like, you know, Craigslist, don't come cheap. <laughs> so we need your financial support like now. Yeah,
0: so give now by visiting whupfm.org and click on the contribute link. Thank you. No, no, thank you. 4.6 billion years ago, the Earth was formed. 4.3 billion years ago, began the origin of life. 200,000 years ago, humans began to walk the Earth. And in 1776, our country was birthed. But the history <laughs> of the world has been outdone.
1: It's, it's WHUP's second beg-a-thon. begathon. And now it's, it's time. time. Earth's best, best phenomenon, phenomenon. is WHUP's second beg-a-thon.
0: No b- be second begathon. You can no longer afford
1: to be a moron. Is it's W.H.U.P.
2: W-H-U-P. Seconds
1: We are on our knees begging for your tax-deductible donations. Please click on the contribute link at whupfm.org. Wine, y'all. Hey, <laughs> Joe.
2: How you doing?
0: <laughs> well, I'm doing a lot better now, Mark. We are on to my favorite segment of each episode, the part where we get to open a bottle and try it out.
1: Well, what we're opening up today is a 2010 Joseph Phelps Syrah from Napa Valley. Very excited about this wine. Uh, we, you just tried it, and you loved it, but it's dark purple, dark fruit, kind of the silkiness I love about uh, these types of wines. It's just wonderful, very drinkable.
0: Yeah, I could not uh, wait to open this bottle, so I did uh, insist that you open it earlier.
1: Well, Joe, I'm thinking you're thirstier these days because you tell me, (laughs) I think, that you've started running.
0: Uh, Yeah, believe it or not, Mark, you know, uh, drinking wine over the years Tends to uh, uh, allow oneself to enlarge along the waistline. I haven't heard that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I used to run uh, back in high school. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I was, turns out, missing it all these years. Wow. So I, I woke up one morning and uh, I said, man, I'm going for a run. Yes. Now I couldn't find my shoes. Or any shorts that were appropriate because they were long boxed away. Okay. So. Would uh, well, no, I just I went back to bed that first day. Oh, very good. That's <laughs> good. Off to a great start. But, but you, yeah, but you know you're getting there. <laughs> By the eighth day, <laughs> I had all of that sorted out. No, and 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 here's another thing, Mark. When you when you start running and you start losing some weight, yes, the wine you do drink uh-huh. ha- has a greater effect on you.
1: I hear that because,
0: uh, yeah, I think, you know, you're just, you're lighter.
1: Lighter people get drunk faster and that kind of thing.
0: So this is serving two purposes for me. How's that? One, to get in better health so I can deteriorate my health more easily per glass of wine. Ah, good for you. Uh Uh-huh. It's a yin and yang, a a zen sort of approach. No, I see what you're
1: doing. I mean, you're going to actually, you know, when you become lighter, you save money on wine because
0: you don't have to drink as much. (laughs) I like it. Now, uh, Mark, one reason... uh, why we had to open this wine earlier? Yeah, um, we had we had some.
1: We barely made it on the. Uh, we made barely made it on air. I,
0: I didn't know if I wanted to bring it up with our listeners or not.
1: Well, we should because they want to know the panic uh, we went through right before we, the show started. <laughs> it turns out that I, actually on the way to the studio, I was actually in front driving in front of a tree truck, and you were <laughs> that's you were, right. You,
0: well, you saw this thing, and yeah. you
1: were driving in back of a tree truck. It turns out the tree truck hit a tree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and knocked out power to all of downtown
1: the whole downtown and so Including uh, the, the WHUP studios, and we came to the station, and the power was completely out. <laughs> and uh, the the uh, the uh, ultra Billions uh, individuals who were on before us, uh, so sorry for them because their it was show was their, th- their one year anniversary show. One year anniversary got cut, and so very unpleasant. And we would oh. we know what that feels like, and we feel bad about that.
0: Well, and we had a show coming up. Yeah, we did. Right, and uh, and here we are. You know, we were thirty minutes until go time.
1: We had our Cracker Jack IT team. Here, oh, luckily, yeah. and they turned it around, so we're excited.
0: Yeah, power came on, what, like 10 minutes before the it was time to go on the show. I know. So we feel very fortunate. That's why we opened the wine early. That's to right. To deal with the stresses of uh, you know being primetime radio show. Sure, if and
1: if you've learned anything on the Wine Fellers, one thing you've learned, when you feel stress in your life, one of the good things to do is to... Drink wine.
0: Yeah, or run, like I did. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Now, you you have uh, I bring it back around to running because you also have a running story.
1: I do. So, I uh, have been uh, I'm a pretty big-time runner in the sense that uh, I if I don't run, I feel like uh, there are cobwebs in my head, and I, and, oh, yeah. and I feel kind of bad about it. So I run, and I actually like to run races, and so my wife told me about a 4K race, which is just a two-mile race, and I that said- sounds
0: sh- like my kind of race, Mark. I said,
1: sure, I'll do it. So it benefited some dogs or some- uh, Dogs, that's good. Yeah. Let's go with dogs. Dogs and Mebben. Oh, good, Mark. That's nice. Nice. And so, um, so yeah, so it, went, it was a trail run, which I didn't realize when I got there. It was no big deal. But the, now, what's a trail run? Well, it's a race on down a single track trail. So people are, you know, it's narrow and people- It's, it, it's, not, it's like out in the woods? Out in the woods. and it's, Wow. And like roots and rocks. And, you know, it's a little hazardous. But one thing I didn't know is that, you know, so a hurricane came the day before.
0: Oh, Hurricane Matthew. Yeah. Just and, soaked the entire place. Yeah.
1: So it was, a, it was a mosh pit. I mean, it was really, <laughs> uh, it was probably the most hazardous running conditions for a race I've ever run. I fell down twice- I and I uh, chip, uh. chipped a tooth. But, <laughs> but uh, you know. I don't mean to laugh, but that's. Well, <laughs> if I talk a little bit differently, that's uh, why. Oh, and, man. Yeah, I know. It's kind
0: of crazy. You know, McCrory uh, talked about some of the tragedies, the loss of life and, and loss of property, but he did not mention uh, your tooth. He didn't. He didn't mention it. I And I,
1: I came in second place overall, and I. I would have come in first place if I didn't fall oh. down and chip my tooth so you know I feel like I should blame somebody
0: there should be a waiting scale right <laughs> so if you come in first second third whatever then there's some secondary questions they need to evaluate exactly you know, did you lose consciousness uh-huh. if so you get bumped up a you know a notch did yeah. you did you lose a tooth did you chip a tooth did you go blind right
1: so I, I, but-
0: I think I think there's I hear, I hear it's all good
1: because, you know, all the proceeds go to dogs and such, but still, it hurts.
0: You know, it's. Uh, I can see why they did a two-mile race through a trail in the woods, because that's yeah. like something a dog would maybe run through. Sure. A dog is not going to go out on a paved track and run around in circles all day. Sure.
2: Yeah, all I right.
0: gotcha. Now, Mark, um, we're going to continue to enjoy this wine as we dry out from Hurricane Matthew, and you nurse your your. The broken tooth. tooth, yeah, you're a broken <laughs> tooth. Um, but I want to let our listeners know to don't go anywhere because we are going to be listening to the news next. You are listening to the Wine Fellers. Cheers, Mark. Cheers. <laughs> Welcome to Orange Slices. Cage Concussion Cast.
3: It is time for the 3D news.
0: This is Murmur. Murmur.
1: You are listening to the Bop Squad Sports Show. This is standing up for Falling Down. We're falling down. We're falling down. The wine fellers.
2: That's now it's
1: on our knees begging for your tax-deductible donation visit the contribute link at whupfm.org
0: welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast where your good wine fellers mark and Joe discuss real wine stories From this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the news. Demoralized because the closest wine and cat bar is in Colorado? Well, cheer up! There's one opening soon in South Carolina! Does it strike you odd that the Hello Kitty Company hasn't started making their own wine yet? Well, today is Christmas, Hanukkah, and Arbor Day all rolled into one! Because they have! Would you enjoy drinking wine more if you could share the experience with your favorite feline? Well, now you can on the Newsmark. All right, Joe. Story number
1: one, Joe. On the Wine Fellers. our three favorite topics are, of course, wine. The second one, is, of course, is the Zika virus. Check. And number three is, of course, North Korea, in that order.
0: Uh, you did not sneak in in North Korea. I
1: didn't, but do you know what our number four, our fourth favorite topic is?
0: Well, Yeah.
1: What is it? It's animals. It's cats. Cats! Yes, it's cats, of course. We always talk about cats as the fourth favorite thing on the Weinfellers. <laughs>
0: <So, laughs> yeah, but, Mark, I just... Okay, uh, for, if the, for the first-time listener, yeah. they need to understand why we're going over... Why we say the words North Korea so often. <laughs> I, and I've about had it. Have you? I've had it, Mark, because n- when I made the ultimatum that we would h- no longer have... North Korea related news stories. Yes. You snuck a couple in there. I I did. You did. And now that you finally agreed to not run anymore, you st- keep mentioning the words North Korea, <laughs>
1: but mentioning I'm not going to say it. So, so I'm not. There's, there's no stories
0: about North Don't Korea. Don't even say the word. Okay. Just there's no. Well, I won't. All right. What have you got? So
1: do you recall the combination bar and cat adoption establishment we talked about a few <laughs> shows back? I do. Well, wine and feline seem to go naturally together. Oh. After completing a successful Kickstarter campaign, <laughs> Cone owners Ashley Brooks and Annalise Hughes will soon open Pounce Cat Cafe and Wine Bar. Brooks and Hughes plan to sell beer and wine, along with coffee, tea, all in the company of kitties and pastries, such as croissants, muffins, cookies, and cakes. Now, Ashley Brooks, the self-proclaimed cat lady behind the business, says uh, she was working at a cat cafe in Washington, D.C., but knew (laughs) she wanted to come back to Charleston after grad school to have her dream realized. Wow. So Pounce has partnered with the Charleston Animal Society, who will be providing 10 to 20 of the most fun and playful kittens and cats in their arsenal, uh, and they'll give them medical care. So Pounce will use an hourly reservation system, and patrons can make appointments for whichever hour they prefer to visit, Each hour will be capped at 20 people, so it's never too crowded. Okay. The cost for making a reservation per person will be $15, and this includes one hour access along with one beer or one glass of wine and unlimited coffee
0: and tea. Really? Yeah. 15 bucks, you get one hour? One hour. Huh. I feel like they should be paying these cats an hourly wage <laughs> or something. It's a strange business model, but you know Now wait, people go in there, they they pay 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. They drink some coffee or tea or yeah. a beer. Right. And they interact with these cats. Forgot the food. Food muffins. I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm not going to be petting cats like at a shelter and eat Have you I mean <laughs> would you ever eat at an animal shelter? Well, have you been into one lately?
1: <laughs> I, I've been to them, and it's generally not a place where I typically would have a meal, <laughs> but so, <laughs> they say once you check in for your reservation and grab your drinks and food, you can head into the cat room. No, <laughs> to, no. <laughs> to lounge no, no, on no, comfy no. furniture, play with tiny Ooh. kittens, read some funny <laughs> read some funny cat books, or play some board games with new friends for your other.
0: I know exactly why you pay up front to go into this place. Why? Well, dude, you get in there. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> immediately. I'm not immediately. <laughs> I have made a tremendous mistake.
1: Why is there cat hair in my wine? Because <laughs> you know it's floating around uh, everywhere.
0: Oh, dude. Now, obvious it's okay, from what you've described, they have a separate playroom for the cats. Right. All right. Um I I've got another angle on this mark, mm-hmm. let's yeah. say all the food and the wine and the beer and the tea and the coffee is all in a clean room well, so yeah that that's it. right, how they, and they keep arm. all the animal filth in another room, yeah, well, I'm gonna bring up this uh this kind of problem. what's that uh the other people there can you imagine being surrounded? By others who would want to go to this? Oh, you're. Now, I, are I, you making a? So you're making. You're talking about cat I, people. Yeah, but well, look. Is she, that what you're the, trying to say? Okay. I'm trying to be very delicate here, Mike, well, because we have a lot of cat lovers. You have a cat. I have, a, I have two cats so, at home. Yeah. So how? You know, I wouldn't classify not, myself as a cat lover.
1: Okay. We are not saying anything about cat people on this show because we would not no. want to alienate no a good half of our audience.
0: No, and look, but. Possibly.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> well, let me just say this. So serving food and drinks around animals may say, seem like a case for the Department of Health and Environmental Control of South Carolina. Okay. But they approved the business model almost immediately because since the, the, the cafe and bar section is separated with a, from the cat section by glass, they were totally fine with pounce serving food and drinks, and the patrons are more than welcome to take their food and drinks into the cat area if they want.
0: You know, it's almost like you go to these strip malls, mm-hmm. right? And there's a donut shop, yeah. And then a dentist office. And then your And bar. then a veterinary office, <laughs> and then, you know, a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. And you know, they're separate businesses. Yeah. Okay? Right. But I bet if you put a door between them, like this, so you could pass from let's say the donut office yeah. into the dental office, Yeah. They'd still be two separate businesses. I am predicting that this is not a single business entity, but two separate taxable entities.
1: Well, they didn't say that, but it could be. I mean, so the main issue, <laughs> the, so the litter boxes will be kept away from the customer's view in the back room. Okay. And the litter boxes, they say, will be scooped every morning and every night. I would and, hope so. <laughs> well, they don't have to. Oh. I mean, I don't think there's some rule. And there will be air fresheners positioned throughout the cafe.
0: Well, this is down in Charleston. This sounds like something you and I should go to when it opens. We should broadcast a show from <laughs> <laughs> from the cat cafe as we
1: drink our wine and cat fur flies everywhere.
0: Um, but We have to do this, Mark, in the name of science. I, well, I'm thinking that, that it would be a good experience. Yes. Because, you know, Playing around with little kittens. It's very therapeutic. They're adorable. They make cute noises. They're nice. They're nice. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if I can spend an hour in there with them. We might spend a lot of time in the half of the business that serves alcohol. Um, But we should go.
1: Okay, we'll go. So, our second story. Now, as you may know, we like to talk (laughs) about wine on the Weinfellers, and then we like to talk about Zika virus, and then we maybe talk about North Korea – but our, I'm not talking about North Korea.
0: No, oh, you said it again. Next, I'm going to get a bleeper for uh, you, man.
1: Our next favorite topic is cats. We <laughs> just talked about cats. Well, finally, oh. there is a Hello Kitty wine.
0: Oh, yeah, this is kind of cat-like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hello Kitty wine comes in three varieties. Sweet pink... Spumanti and Sparkling Rosé. <laughs> What's more, <laughs> they come in ad- Adorbs bottles with a Hello Kitty on the labels.
0: Adorbs? Yes. Yeah, nice, Mark. My you millennial, got the lingo. It's
1: my millennial jargon. Torti <laughs> D- 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 Wines, an Italian producer, partnered with uh, Sanrio, the Japanese company behind Hello Kitty, Uh, They're bringing these carefree bottles to life. Uh, The wine is available at a handful of specialty wine and grocery stores in California and in one restaurant in California. Uh, So the makers of Hello Kitty Wine were able to, uh, they were asked if they were worried that underage girls might be encouraged to drink wine. But the company, they say no. Uh, They say we follow all industry, industry standards and guidelines for age verifications and ensure that our
0: distributors and retail partners do the same. Well, I haven't seen Mattel make a Barbie beer yet. <laughs> well, they could learn something from these people. So it sounds like that you're a little cynical that uh, this company is maybe not marketing or marketing to uh, youth. I'm not worried about any of that. Oh, you don't care? Uh, these people are going to make millions <laughs> of dollars with this idea. Why is that? This is a great idea. A Hello Kitty Everyone wine. loves Hello Kitty.
1: I don't particularly
0: like Hello Look, Man. go to All right, first off, in Japan, it's like a huge thing. Is it? Hello Kitty is not just a, a child's cartoon character. Oh, really? It's a big deal. It's like basically adults, the elderly Adults? The kids, they all love They collect Hello Kitty. Not collect. It's worship would be a better word. Okay. They worship Hello Kitty. Right. Hello Kitty products, like you say, bags, shirts, pants Wine, right? Uh, food products, even Hello yeah. Kitty steaks, nice. potatoes, onions. Are you
1: serious? I, I haven't uh, heard of Hello Kitty June. onions, but if you if you tell me that's what they have, <laughs> I'll go and. Uh, the, the,
0: uh, what I think happened here is the Hello Kitty uh, line of grapes. Did not do so well because the Japanese culture is uh, adverse to grapes.
1: And Paris, as you told me before. Exactly.
0: (laughs) And so they don't like grapes unless it's squashed and fermented into wine. Okay. Hello Kitty had a huge warehouse of grapes they'd purchased. Mm. Now here comes the wine six months later. Well, it
1: sounds legit if you didn't actually totally make this up in your (laughs) mind. But it it seems to make sense really
0: good If someone told me that that is how it came about i would not be surprised
1: all right well so uh so hello kitty wine is uh it's it's something that's going to happen and or is happening and i love it we're gonna we're gonna buy some and we're gonna we're gonna drink it on the show and uh and who knows maybe i will be uh turned over to the hello kitty side of uh things that people can buy now our third story don't say it no i'm not but you don't, don't
0: say the word i'm
1: not joe but listen we do talk about wine yes we do you know we talk about wine
0: we <laughs> i'm having to really have having to breathe here mark
1: okay so we talk about wine and yes we talk about uh <laughs> you're gonna say it I'm trying not to, but this really, I mean, okay, we talk about Zika.
0: T- you can say a country north of South Korea. We talk Korea. about Zika you virus. Could say, you could refer to them that Okay, way. we
1: talk about a country north of South Korea. South Korea. Good. <laughs> we'll call it North South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> but our fourth thing we'd like
0: to talk about most on this show is cats. You keep <laughs> reiterating that point. So, I get it. Our listeners get it. I'm gonna, go, an entire news segment about <laughs> cats. But th- this is what we talk about. I don't I don't make the news up. I don't <laughs> No, make, but you <laughs> go to Google News and type in cat. No,
1: when I, I Google wine, this is what comes up. Cool. Cats. Now, <laughs> how many times has <laughs> this happened to you? Uh, go ahead. You're in your Snuggie, sitting on your Lazy Boy <laughs> with a cup holder, you know, watching reruns of Small Wonder, and on your third glass of wine, but you're crushed- by loneliness. How? All the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, that happens to me too. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, the fact that your cat is sitting there on your lap isn't helping.
2: <laughs> I can't do this anymore, Mark.
1: <laughs> so you're drunk and alone in your solitary drunkenness. And fortunately, a new product will change everything about your daily wine and cry sessions. Ugh. Apollo Peak has just debuted its new Wine for Cats, so you never have to drink alone again. Pinot Meow will get your cat... Oh, boy. No. (laughs) ...will get your cat entertainingly sloshed. Pinot Meow is made up of organic catnip and water colored with beet juice, and it looks like real red wine. But there's also Moscato. Colored with golden beets, if you if your cat likes more of the oh, white these wine,
0: horrible buns. <laughs>
1: but I don't make this up. But before long, you will be off, your lazy boy, and slow dancing with your cat in the living room. So this is
0: a thing. We need to get some of that too, Mark. We do. Um, you know what? What's that? Uh, as much as I'd love to talk about cats for mm-hmm. the rest of the hour, yeah, we have an exciting, exciting interview coming up. We do. Uh, It's with Dr. David Meadows with the Wine Wand. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to The Winefellers.
1: trying to make veal parmesan.
0: Oh yeah, veal parmesan is very difficult to make. We're not trying to draw a polygon. A poly what exactly?
1: We're not trying to find Saskatchewan.
0: Mm, pretty sure that's in Canada. We're not trying to drink Dom Perignon. Wait a minute, Mark. We're not...
1: We just want to run a bagathon Give us your money, you know what's going on We just want to run a bagathon Give us the money, the station is depending on trying to make a chocolate flan
0: Yeah, that, that is too difficult to make
1: We're not trying to draw a hexagon
0: uh, Is that like a,
1: a polygon?
0: We're not trying to find Azerbaijan uh, I'm pretty sure that's near Saskatchewan We're not
1: trying to eat at Cinnabon <laughs> oh, Wait, what? We just want to run a bagathon. And give us your money, you know what's going on. We just want to run a bagathon. And give us the money the station is depending on. Shows like the spine, she and her and Ultra billions Pick of the pop, beggar's banquet and the wine feller W H U P we're the station you lean up Lean lean So give us your tax deductible donation. A oh baby, a thon Give us your money, you know what's going on.
0: Empty your
3: pockets
2: and to
3: We just want to
1: run a beggarthon. Lord, help yeah. Give us the money. The station is depending on. We need your donation. We are on our knees, begging your tax-deductible donations, please click on the contribute link at whupfm.org.
0: Dr. David Meadows, CEO of Pure Wine Incorporated, is a lifelong tinkerer and inventor with over 50 patents and 150 scientific publications to his name. And as a wine lover that was plagued by headaches and nasal congestion, he set out to solve a 9,000-year-old problem. Can unpleasant reactions to wine consumption be overcome? A former research scientist with a background in pharmaceutical products and medical devices, he spent the next five years discovering the secrets that would make his dream a reality and was able to bring to market the solution with what he simply calls the wand. As avid wine drinkers ourselves, the Winefellers are always looking for the next way to get rid of our drinking-induced headaches, and his presence here today is most excellent. Welcome, Dr. Meadows, to today's episode of The Winefellers. Dr. Meadows, hello. Hey there, good afternoon. Good, good afternoon good to, to you, sir. Good to talk to
1: you. We're so excited about this. We had talked about this, your product, on our show before, and we had so many questions for you. But uh, maybe you can give us a little background of, you know, how did it come to be that this was invented, that uh, this was a, a need in your, in your mind? Mm-hmm. And, and tell our listeners
0: what in the world it is and what it does. Exactly.
3: Okay. The wand is, it looks like a little swizzle stick. That's how I describe it. And it's designed to be a British filter for wine to where you're able to absorb out the ingredients in wine that are known to cause headaches and nasal congestion and uh, some of the other skin rashes that people are plagued by. And so you swirl it in your wine and uh, like I was saying, it's like a Brita filter for wine. It absorbs out that over two to three minutes and once that's done, you throw the swizzle stick away and you're ready to drink your wine.
0: Now, this I guess it we're just calling it the wand is is that correct mm-hmm. so the right. mm-hmm. the wand uh, for for the listeners that didn't catch the last uh, segment it works on all types of wine correct
3: That's correct uh, because all of them uh, whether it be a rose a red or a white have some ingredients in there that people are intolerant to it and that you have the white wine which um, if you're sensitive to white wines, it's going to be the sulfites. The sulfites are known to be particularly high in sweet uh, wines, sweet white wines. And if you know it's a red wine that you have a problem with, it's going to be the histamines. Or the broad category is called biogenic amines. And those have been known for a long time to be causing a lot of the side effects that people get Um Depending on how sensitive they are, and for me, I had to give up red wine about ten years ago because I kept getting these headaches and nasal congestion. Sometimes it would take just a half a glass, and I'd lose my voice entirely.
0: Oh my gosh! And
3: so it's, you ask, how, how did that happen? It was always the uh, uh, inventions come from necessity, right? It's the mother of invention, and so mm-hmm. necessity is. And so for me, that was definitely the case. And so once. My son and I, Derek, uh, he graduated from college recently, and I talked with him, and he was a home brew guy, too. He did a lot with beer, and he said, Dad, why don't we solve that problem? And so we set out and invented a product that was able to selectively remove the sulfites and the histamines. And then people will always ask, what does it do to the to the wine? Well, what we really wanted to make sure was that we didn't remove any of the good things sure. in the wine, like was veritrol and the quercetin and other antioxidants and tannins. We don't remove any of those out of the wine, so that the wine quality is maintained.
1: Now, how do we know that the wand works?
3: Okay. Uh, We've done a lot of work. We've spent quite a bit of money and time over the last year and a half. We've used third-party laboratories uh, in Napa Valley to be able to do all of our testing. So we've tested over 40 different varietals throughout the world and been able to assess whether it be a Pinot Noir or whether it be a Cabernet, a Chardonnay. We've done all of that through all of the main wine-growing regions in the world and have sent those um, samples out to third-party labs for the analytical testing. And we've confirmed that um, it can remove as much as 95% of the histamines in the wine the sulfites the key number there is below 10 part per million sulfites so that you get essentially an organic type wine out of that and so that was our target that was our design target. We wanted to make sure we remove the histamines out of the red wines and be able to remove the sulfites out of the white wine so that you would get a nice um, wine that doesn't give you these adverse effects.
0: Now, if you're just joining us, we are speaking with Dr. David Meadows of Pure Wine about the wand, which removes these sulfites and histamines in any kind of wine. Now, Dr. Meadows, uh, when it comes to improving wine quality and uh, removing toxins or just improving wine altogether, we we know that there are tons of products on the market today including you know uh, and these are all kind of buzzwords and marketing words here but ultrasonic vibrators sonic harmonizers magnets crystals wands and whisks but how does the wand uh, what what does the wand possess that differentiates itself from these other products
3: well, it's really what are we trying to do is that many of those ones that you described are um, simply aerators. They're trying to speed up the um, aging of the wine as it breathes, and the wand does that too. It, by moving the, the wine around, you're exposing it to the air, nice. and so you get that aeration process. So that's all well and good, but that's, that just delivers you the type of flavor that you want. What you really want to do is remove the ingredients or the components of wine that are causing your reactions. And we're the only product, we're the first product to have ever been able to sort of crack the code on removing the sulfites and the histamines that really address the issue.
0: I, I see. One thing that I am familiar with are these other products, like you're saying, they are just aerators. They don't actually remove anything from the wine like the wand itself.
1: Now, mm-hmm. what, one thing that strikes me is that you know, if we wanted to you know know if the wine wand and how well it worked, is that we would uh, construct a study where we mm-hmm. had uh, uh, two glasses of wine and w- we have two wands. One has the active ingredient that uses it, and we'll use that. Mm-hmm. It, it, and one doesn't
0: so the science 101 mark
1: right and and you wouldn't know uh, which is which and nobody else would know and and you would go to sleep and see if you have a, a hangover that morning or not is, is that kind of research been done with this to see uh, if this is actually uh, uh, kind of p- passes that kind
0: of muster right but it's not it's not hangovers we're, do, we're working with here cause Correct a side
1: effect um,
3: right, absolutely. Yeah. Right. You, you hit on a really important fundamental um, Language uh, challenge here is that for hangovers, if you define a hangover due to the ethanol, I probably shouldn't get into too much the science.
0: Oh, here, please, please, you're, we'd love it. If you're,
3: the ethanol is really what gives you the what we'll call alcohol toxicity. Mm-hmm. And you'll get that when you have a blood alcohol of about 0.15 or higher. And I always have people do this, this what I call it. <laughs> is that <laughs> you guys in? Yeah, we're oh, here. We're here. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds
0: like you're having a little more fun than we are,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a thought experiment is if you are able to drink, let's say one shot of vodka and and you have no problems. this is a clean vodka, like a Tito's vodka or something like that. Yeah, and you don't have any issues with that, then you really don't have any issues with ethanol because ethanol, the amount of ethanol in a shot of vodka is the same amount that you have in a glass of white wine, a six-ounce glass of white wine, it's the same amount of ethanol you have in a six-ounce glass of a red wine. And so you just go through that process. You'll say, okay, if I don't have any problems with a clean vodka, then I move on to a white wine. And if you don't have any issues with a white wine, then you know that it's not the sulfites because white wines don't have any histamines, uh, appreciable amounts in them. So it's a process of elimination. There are about 20% of the people who are sensitive to white wines, what we've found. And so that's the sulfites in there. Got it. And then you move on to red wines, where you have a, some of the reds, particularly the heavy uh, Cabernets and my, warm environments.
0: My may, favorites.
3: You may have quite a, <laughs> okay, is that you will have potentially as many as 40 to 50 parts per million histamines. And that's where you'll do the assessment. If you're sensitive to red wines, then it's the histamines because you have low levels of sulfite in red wines relative to white wines. So I call that the differential diagnosis that people can do anytime, anywhere for themselves.
0: I, you know, it's interesting. My, my mother who, uh, we love to eat and hang out with and, uh, uh she hosts lots of dinner parties she has problems uh drinking wines because of these histamines in them i'm i'm imagining mm-hmm. because she she has uh you know significant allergies and you know when she drinks red or or white wine she her skin mm-hmm. gets flush she might um uh, it, it's almost as though she's you know she's experiencing an allergic reaction
3: and she is it it is in the sense that it is the same kind of response that you get from an allergic response the histamines in the wines are the same histamines that you your body responds to these environmental allergens you'll have the same kind of response and so that the important thing in that is exactly that is that as we age we get what we're called these Um, age onset allergies. All that is, and it's very well documented in the medical literature, we develop these inability to process histamines. So women around uh, 35, 40 years of age, that's usually where a lot of these intolerances to histamine start kicking in, they aren't able to process as many histamines as they could, and they'll start developing intolerances to red wine. It can happen sooner or, or later than that, but on average, what we're finding for women, it's usually around age 35 to 40. Very interesting. For men, it'll be around 45 to 50, and you just can't process as many histamines in your diet as you used to.
1: Well, that's, that, that's very interesting. And I'm going to buy her some. It seems like yeah, that would be an issue when you get older. As you get older, uh, but to uh, the uh, my r- initial question about uh, is this product has it been tested like with a double blind procedure? Is there have you guys been able to use a control with this huh. to to see uh, if you know if, if whether it's the wand working or maybe expectations that mm-hmm. it should work? Um, you know how you know. Uh, sometimes there's something called the placebo effect where oh, you think mm-hmm. that something is, is, is working. And uh, because you think it is, it does.
3: Yep. Well, and we've, that's always, a, uh, certainly in science you want to have a controlled study. And so what we'll be publishing here, and this is a, another third party study that we have conducted to address the issue of the organoleptic properties of um, the product. And so that we'll be publishing that very soon and it's out a very reputable uh, sommelier School, and okay. you'll be able to see um, what the overall five taste qualities, how they rate. And I'll just give you a, a, an overall summary of what we found. Yeah, it. please. Using the wand is that what you'll find is that because you're removing these bitter notes in the wine, because histamines are very, very bitter. It's the, If you do a little bit of reading, and you know, I'll get into the names a little bit, there's putrescine, cadaverine, and tyramine. Are the main histamines that you find in wine. And just from the names, those are, they're very pungent and very bitter. And when you remove those, you'll find that those bitter notes are removed from a wine. And then, um, what happens when you remove the sulfites? The sulfites are the same thing that you have with rotten eggs. Um, so hydrogen sulfide and some of the other sulfur byproducts. And when you remove those out of a wine that has a lot of them in there, you'll often note Less bitterness and better umami out of the out of the wine, so the mouthfeel will improve, and that's that's what we have found, and we'll we'll be publishing on that in in the reputable wine journals on that coming up. So that's one uh, controlled study, and just to answer the question about the the sense of loss of interactions, you know, the, these allergies that you're talking about, we now have over forty thousand people who have um, consumed wine using the wand
0: hey that's and great
3: we, yeah so it's it's exploded we only launched in may of this year and the interest in our product has has really surprised it's been great you know it's, uh, it just shows the the need for the product and we just will continue to um, be excited about how it's gone into the marketplace so it's really uh, so that's what we're finding is the demand for the product sort of helps substantiate that the fact that it is working for
0: us so for uh, those heavy wine drinkers um, mm-hmm. those of us drinking you know upwards of let's just say eight glasses of wine in an evening um, mm-hmm. using uh, the wand um, mm-hmm. could uh, add up to let's say you know three minute stirring time uh, you know 20 25 minutes uh, To the process of consuming those glasses of wine, and um, this is you know somewhat of just a fun question to ask, but uh, uh, you know I'd love to get some, and and if if I enjoy them and like what it does to the wine, are there any considerations on your part to make a bigger wand? Yeah, something that could process you know more wine at a time.
3: Like the wine. We do have that, in fact, and that's uh, that's something that we're very excited about. We're we want to use this as our first product, obviously, because what we're finding is that people may not drink the same wine glass after glass. And so they may start with a white and a rosé and then a red, so they uh, like that customization. Yes. But there's other people who want to have an entire bottle treated. And so we have a product that's in the development processes now, and we call it the, the spout, as you can imagine. And oh. we'll be able to... Yeah, you can get an idea of that. Yes. But we'll be able to, to treat an entire bottle as it uh, filters and aerates
0: uh, simultaneously. Okay. Oh, my gosh. We're- now, uh, I, I don't want to give away the reveal here, but I was talking to Mark earlier in the show. Wouldn't it be, or, it, it, or I guess before the show, I was so excited about having something that could treat an entire bottle of wine. I said, they just mm-hmm. need to come up with something you can pour it through and it mm-hmm. treats it as you go like uh, as you mentioned earlier like a one of these brita filters you might you might have wine mm-hmm. oh i am yep. very excited to hear about this so so <laughs> it's great news it comes
3: back to really what you guys were saying is that it's is we're solving a problem at the very opening of your show is that we're open right. we've solved the problem that has been around for 9000 years we and it won't go away i mean that's the nature of fermentation of grapes is that you will always have histamines formed because they come out of the skin of a red grape. And so you'll always have histamines in red wine, and you'll also need sulfites, because sulfites are essential to get good preservation and shelf life of your wine. So we just now give the consumer, who are sensitive to those things, the ability to now have a a preservative-free and histamine-free wine experience.
1: Now, I wonder why uh, wineries haven't uh, contacted you. or Maybe they have, because it seems to me if this was something that... uh, is, is functions as well, as you say, that I would imagine that winers would say, hey, let's just take the, the sulfites and everything else out before we even bring the wine to market, and that way we'll be the only guys in on the market selling a hangover-proof wine. Huh?
3: There's, there's been, obviously, some significant discussions in that, so I don't want to go into too much, but you can imagine. Let's talk through the sulfite question. Sulfites are essential. They really are to get a good quality wine. If you don't have them in there, that's why the Romans developed it 2,000 years ago, is that it gives you shelf life. And particularly sure. a sweet white wine, it will go bad very rapidly. So mm. you need the sulfites. It's just that you don't need them when you consume the wine.
0: Ah. So. <laughs> oh, okay. that's it's like removing the preservatives from food before you eat it. Exactly. Nice. So, yet they
3: still serve their function. Uh, otherwise, you're going to have to preserve the white wine, uh, those who who have home-brewed their own or home-fermented their own white wine, you know that it goes, fast. It goes bad real fast if you don't use sulfite. Yeah. So you have to have it in there to give you a long shelf life for a good white wine, because you spend a lot of time developing it and, and fermenting it and bottling it. So you just don't need it when you consume that nice bottle of white wine.
1: Hmm. That's that's interesting, and now when you use the swizzle stick, uh, the wand mark.
3: Well, he called it. There
1: we go. There he we says go. it looks okay. like a swizzle stick, and it does. I called it a miniature yeah. fly swatter, but it does. To look me, like, it looks like a
0: tiny <laughs> miniature paddle. Speak,
1: however you want to call it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's nice. So, are you once you're finished stirring, are you able? Is there a way to measure the residue on the swizzle stick to see kind of what you've taken off of there? Is that something huh. you're able to do, like with a mass spectrometer or something, or is that kind of or a little just bit something difficult? people Some can see?
3: We've done some of those um, measurements, but it's going to depend on the wine, to be honest. And you, you're kind of chasing your tail real quick because, as you know, there's over a, a million different varietals now on the market. So what we tried to do is just sample the different varietals throughout the world and make sure that no matter where the wine is from, the wand performs the way it's supposed to, to remove the histamines and the sulfites. And whether it be a, a white from... The Rhine River, or whether it be a Rhone from southern France, or whether it be something from California or Australia, it it works just as well in all those types of wands.
0: Now, I've seen pictures of the wand online. We have some coming to the studio soon, but Mm -hmm. I... From the look, right? We were talking about how it looks, uh, maybe a swizzle stick, or like I mentioned, a little paddle. Mm-hmm.
1: If you go to our Twitter, you can
3: look at it. It's an, you know. up, exactly. an upside-down wine glass.
1: That's we, that's You're
0: exactly right. I mean, and It took me a while to get that. That's a very clever design. So when I looked at the part of the product that, that does the business, that removes the stuff, mm-hmm. Uh, it it looks like a fine mesh and i think even on your website you say it's a you know some you know nano mesh that's been engineered uh to Mm -hmm. do these very things and just uh, from a, a layman's perspective are the tiny histamine and uh sulfite molecules somehow going into this mesh and getting trapped there and that's they just find their way in there and that's how it works, and that is why you can't uh, reuse it uh, after that glass.
3: You you described it very well. That's why we help people understand is like a Brita filter for wine. Got it. It has the ability to, just like a Brita filter, when you expose water that may have extra minerals or pollutants or whatever, you pass water through there and it takes out the minerals and the, the bad stuff out of the water that you don't want in there, Uh That happens with wine also. And so we have this what we call nanopore technology in that um, we call it basket. Uh, We call it a pod, and you just swirl it around there. The wine's able to pass through there and selectively remove. That's really the, the secret sauce that we have is to make sure that it is targeted just for the histamines and the sulfites and doesn't suck out or absorb out the ingredients that we want to keep in that because it's it's really important that i think it was robert Mondavi he he, uh, had a great thing he said that wine is liquid sunshine and i think that for me sums it up is that you want to preserve all of those good things in that liquid sunshine that are healthy for you and take the things out that your body may be reacting to
1: Now, if you're just joining us on The Wine Fellows, we're speaking with Dr. Meadows, inventor of The Wine Wand. The Wine Wand. Now, if someone wishes to purchase a Wine Wand or learn more, where do they go to find out about The Wine Wand?
3: Okay. Right now, um, we are a Texas company out of Dallas-Fort Worth area, and we have some local retail outlets here. Like I said earlier, is that we just launched in May, and so we've had... uh, a lot of interest in our area, of course, so the people in the Dallas-Fort Worth and Texas area can find it at some of their retail locations. You'll see that on our website at drinkpurewine.com. Again, it's drinkpurewine.com. You can see where those retail outlets, if you don't live in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area, you can go online and you'll have our um, a place there where you can purchase it through our shopping cart. And there's different. You can order a eight pack so that you can try it, or you can order a twenty four count box so that you would be able to have for a larger setting.
0: And that's great, Doctor Meadows. We have got some wine wands on the way. We're going to enjoy them. Uh, we want uh, our listeners to check it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you so much, Doctor Meadows, for joining us today and telling us about the wand.
3: Oh, it was uh, terrific to talk with you. I can tell that you really know a lot about wine, and I was glad to have the conversation with you. Thank you for calling.
1: Well, thank you very much. Thank you.
3: Mm-hmm. Bye
0: bye. You've been listening to another exciting episode of the Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program, and I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is, is that the fun can continue online. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week.
2: Songs and melodies change and change and sway But they still stay the same The songs that we sang when the die come other songs that we sang when we chased them away if I ever found a pot of gold I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines cause I'm gonna die with a twinkle in my eye cause I sang songs, spun stories, loved, laughed and drank wine. Tomorrow is another
1: you